Welcome to the Roger Snipes Show. My name is Roger Snipes. I'm a lifetime natural fitness enthusiast with a key interest in physical and mental development, where science and nature create synergy, bringing you lifestyle optimization. This podcast is brought to you by Keon Aminos. Amino acids are the catalyst for nearly every physiological function, including protein synthesis. Unlike branch chain amino acids, which only use three amino acids, Keon Aminos comprise of nine essential amino acids. A deficiency in one of them would have detrimental effects on muscle preservation. Keon Aminos have bioavailability and are clean. They don't have any artificial additives or preservatives. If you're looking to preserve muscle whilst losing body fat, then these are incredible. Check getkeon.com forward slash snipesaminos. That website link again is getkeon.com forward slash snipesaminos and use coupon code snipes20 and get 20% off at checkout. As you probably know by now, the way to optimal health and fitness is through your gut. It's not what you eat, but it's what you digest that counts. Sometimes the body doesn't make enough digestive enzymes. This can slow the digestion process and lead to parasites and a whole host of issues. This is why I use masszymes. If I eat a steak or a huge plate of food, the last thing I want is for the food to ferment in my gut, increasing my likeliness of pathogens. Because of the aided digestion, masszymes can promote brain health and increased energy too. It breaks down fats, starches and sugars as well as proteins. For the ultimate digestive enzyme, reach for masszymes. Check out bioptimizers.com and use coupon code SNIPES10 for 10% off. That website link again is bioptimizers.com and use coupon code SNIPES10 for 10% off. Hi guys, welcome to episode 24 of the Roger Snipes Show. So recently I put out a question on Instagram and Facebook asking people, just <clears throat> ask me any questions, any fitness related questions, which I can answer on my podcast. So that's what today is gonna be about. So let me just find the questions and uh, fire away. So the first question I can see here is, what are your nutritional screening? What are your nutritional screening? Not too sure I know exactly what that question means, um, but perhaps it means how do I determine what foods are right and what are wrong? Um, a lot of the time is down to checking the nutritional information. So um, if I pick up some yogurt, then I'll look at the back and I'll see, okay, what's the ingredients in there? There are certain things where you're not gonna be able to read any ingredients, like 
if you pick up vegetables for instance if it, you know if you pick up a broccoli it's just going to say broccoli <laughs> there's not going to be okay this is the amount of carbohydrates that's in there or what you know the amount of um, phosphorus uh, yeah sometimes it's just a case of eyeballing it looking at it does it look fresh and if it's not organic then you have to be prepared to understand that it may have been sprayed with pesticide and if that's the case then you have to question do I want to buy this if so what am I going to do to reduce the amount of pesticide on there or um, you know is it the type of fruit or vegetable to dissolve a lot of pesticide um, foods which have uh, written stuff on the packaging then I um, yeah I, I'll read it you know sometimes I'll get bread I've discussed that before in a lot of my posts obviously that's not one of the most nutritional choices of mine but if I decide to get it then I need to think to myself what type of bread do I want if I decide to get gluten-free um, then I'd probably try and get organic gluten-free as well but you need to be prepared to understand as well that even if it is gluten-free it might contain other ingredients there in there that might not agree with your body um, it could be potato flour, um, rice flour, um, cornstarch. I mean, th there's loads of stuff, loads of stuff. And um, yeah, you could also be moving from things like if, for instance, you don't want to have normal milk, you know, cow's milk, and you want to go to a milk alternative like uh, rice milk or almond milk, hazelnut milk, um, what else? Like, there's loads of milks. You have to look at the ingredients and if it's not organic then again you need to question how was it made? If it's not organic what does that mean? Question what does it mean? If one is organic and the other is not what does that mean? You know so rice milk for instance um, that could be harvested with again glyphosate or uh, pesticide so there could be traces of that in the rice milk or in the oat milk so it's uh, something to really think about um, yeah and also it contains um, what is that thickener yeah they contain thickeners and emulsifiers which could end up compromising your gut so I just take a bit more time when it comes to buying the foods that I want to eat like I think to myself all right there's the nutrition that I want to achieve from getting it but are there any forms of <laughs> kryptonite that is in there that I need to be aware of and if it's something that I can't escape from I think to myself all right what type of a hit am I going to get um, is it going to be a gut hit? Is it going to be a neurological hit? Like, is it going to, you know, is it going to affect my thinking process or is it going to affect my gut? Um, yeah, like they, they've all got different ways in which they affect you. So um, that's the sort of thing I'll do with regard to that. I hope that answers your question. The next question is, what's your favorite workout? Um, I think I've reached that <laughs> that time in my life where 
I'm just happy to work out, you know, as long as I don't have any joints that is aching or, you know, limbs that are missing. You know, I know people that do have limbs that are missing and they're still training, so I shouldn't even say that. But um, right now I'm fully functional and I'm just, yeah, I'm in good health. So as long as I can train, that's all I really care about. And as long as I do train, that's all that is important to me. Um, you know, being aesthetic, having nice proportions on my body, it, you know, it, it, it gives you nice bragging rights, you know, you could look in the mirror and, you know, stroke your ego a little bit. But for me, as long as I'm training, then that is it. I used to train about four to five times a week and on the odd occasion, seven times a week. But now I've reduced it down to around two to three. Actually, to be honest with you, being on lockdown, because I'm not out, I'm not going about as much, I'm probably training a little bit more. Some days I'm actually training five times a week. Um, but it's just, you know, it's no, it's no real, okay, I must do this. It's just, I've got the time. <laughs> I've got the time on my hands. So I'm like, do you know what? Let me just, let me just do something. Any particular body part I enjoy training the most? No, not really. Um, it, it might feel a certain way one week, but then I'll get bored of that and then I'll prefer to train another part. You know, it's like certain foods, like it can be your favorite food, but then like, you know, you could eat it again and again and again, and then you just kind of get bored of it. So um, yeah, as long as I'm training, I'm just super excited as long as I'm training. So the next question I have is, what do you do to not feel exhausted training while fasting? Okay, so yeah, that's an interesting question. Lots of people, I remember when I was personal training in Reebok Sports Club in Canary Wharf, I used to have some clients that said that they are fasting and that they are going to take off training for an entire month. And I hadn't experienced fasting, so it was not an area which I could even challenge. I was like, well, do you know what? I'm eating five, six times a day and you haven't eaten. So if you need time off, then then take time off. I would do the same thing. But now I've experienced fasting myself. Um, I realized that it's it's not as bad as people might think it is if they've never done it before. So um, intermittent fast is a bit different to those who are fasting for Ramadan. Um, but it's I guess it's just a case of the timing situation. Um, however, you do have some people who will have one meal a day and it could even be a bit more stringent than those who are on, you know, religious fasting um, rituals. So for me, what I tend to do is um, I'll have a coffee in the morning and with that coffee, I'll also have two digestive enzymes by, uh, by optimizers called capex and what capex does is it helps your body to break down fat and utilize as energy so you know when you're feeling a bit groggish um, having something that can help to switch on your fat burning tissue 
a bit more is very optimal. So um, some people have bulletproof coffee. Sometimes I do. Um, but much of the time I find what really works is having the uh, Bioptimizers Capex uh, tablet. So I'll take probably about four, four to six capsules in the morning and uh, a black coffee. And then like throughout the day, I might drink some molecular hydrogen water. So I might have some effervescent tablets, which are a bit more concentrated than those that you plug in and it kind of um, through electrolysis produces the um, the uh, hydrogen bubbles. So yeah, it varies each one with each one. Um, and that itself really helps me to feel focused and feel strong. So when I'm training, um, I, I, I don't even feel hungry, really. It's a, I tell you what, the time when I do feel hungry is if I am not doing anything, if I'm at home and I'm not doing anything. So obviously with people on lockdown at the moment, having all this time on their hands, I understand where they might end up just <laughs> feeling hungry because of you know, maybe feeling bored. Um, I think once you're like doing lots of stuff, get, when you're moving a bit more, even though you might be utilizing more energy, for some reason, you will kind of curb that hunger, um, that craving a bit more because you're busy. Um, yeah, it's a weird one. So that's probably it. So a black coffee, some um, Capex capsules and also some molecular hydrogen water throughout the day. Um, sometimes I'll have a tea, a green tea, or I might have, there's um, some matcha, matcha tea as well. So having those will be okay. They don't break me out of my fast. Um, everybody has different goals with their fast. Mine is to achieve as much autophagy as possible. And that is where the body is kind of going through a repair state. And um, yeah, like trying to switch on those uh, longevity genes, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what pretty much works for me. So the next question is, do you prefer a upper body, lower body split, a push, pull, leg split or a split where you train each muscle group once a week and why? <laughs> okay. Um, when it comes to training, I do what I feel is necessary. If I know that I have a lot of time on my hands and I'm going to be training a, a few days a week, then I'll try to do as single body splits as I can because I can, simple as that really. Um, if, if I'm training maybe twice a week, then I might do uh, an upper body one day, a lower body another day. If I am training once, then I'll do a full body split. If it's um, maybe four or five times, then I'll start to um, break it down in um, like the biggest muscle groups first. And then if I need to superset a couple of body um, muscle groups, then I will 
uh, throw, throw a smaller muscle group in with a larger muscle group. So if I'm training back, I might throw in some biceps as well because my goal might be to try and fatigue the biceps as much as possible. I would say it really depends on, on each person, like what whatever their goals are. For me, my if I'm to look at myself on an on a aesthetic perspective, then I know that my triceps are quite powerful, so I can easily overexhaust my biceps and maybe even skip triceps some weeks. So for me, supersetting back with biceps would really fatigue and challenge the biceps that bit more. Um, yeah, it, it would be a challenge and, and some people might question, would it not compromise my, my back session? No, not really, because um, what I would do is kind of superset the back first and then superset biceps afterwards. So even if I run out of time, then if I run out, if I run out of time with biceps, then it's like, I don't care because obviously biceps is the secondary muscle which has been hit and it's being trained anyway. So, um, but yeah, if I'm looking at it from an aesthetic perspective, then I obviously want to target the short head and the long head of the bicep on um, that training session. Um, but yeah, so ideally single body splits, but if I'm, you know, like limited for time, then I will kind of um, split it, um, superset it accordingly yeah, so it's a case of assessing my week to see how it's looking. Sometimes I have to improvise on the day and then I have to just make it up as I go along, but that's how I've been doing it for years anyway. So yeah, if I've got all the days in a week, then it will be a single split. And the reason why is because it would allow me to focus a lot more on each each part of that muscle group. So if I'm training legs, then I can focus on, like if I'm doing a quadriceps, then I can focus on the medial head or the lateral head of the quads, um, you know, different parts of the calves or the hamstrings, um, you know, to, to really focus on not just the compound exercises, but if it's an isolation, all right, I'm trying to achieve a certain look, then I'll do that. So um, that's how I would do it. The next question is, do you love the process or the results more? I think with that one, it's going to have to be the process. I mean, the process is painful. I think with everything, really, um, if, if you, you know, you do something that you really love, the process itself is quite magical as, as you're going through it, whether it's uh, drawing singing, <laughs> uh, training, obviously training, it's a, it's a bit of a painful process, isn't it? Like you're going through lots of like vigorous pain in the muscles, like the straining and the, the sweating, and it can feel quite excruciating, especially if you've got lots of lactic acid. But when you see the results afterwards, you realize all the work that you've put in. And also you realize that there are lots of people that want to achieve what you have, but they're not willing to put themselves through that grueling pain. 
and it makes you think, wow, then there is something unique and special about me because not everybody can do this. If it was just a case of, I can just have this and go to the shop and buy it, then it's it's not quite as satisfying. And, you know, if everybody looked the way I do, then it would just be normal. It would be the new normal. So yeah, the process would always feel better. So the next question is, how are you maintaining during lockdown? And when do you think it will end? Well, <laughs> that's an interesting question. As for how I'm maintaining, um, pretty good actually. I'm, I'm maintaining <laughs> absolutely great. I think the reason why is because I really enjoy my own company anyway. I really do. I've always been that way. Ever since I was uh, as young as I can remember, I was one of those who was always a little bit <laughs> isolated anyway. I'd be in my house, in my room, looking at comic books or magazines, like fitness magazines or Beano or Dandy comic books. Some people might know those comics and uh, many of you won't. <laughs> um, and just training and just like, I don't know, just uh, buried in my own thoughts. But in this case, even when I'm buried in my own thoughts, they're all healthy anyway. They're, they're to do with just creative stuff that I want to do. Um, it just gives me more time to um, read more books, do more research. I've got so many books which I've wanted to go through and I'm slowly going through them. Um, yeah, I'm going through them a lot quicker than if I was really busy out and about, going to meetings, traveling up and down uh, UK, because um, I also do property investment and it would mean having to travel a bit of a distance to go to view some properties. Um, so right now it's, I don't know, it's a, it's a breath of fresh air. It's quite relaxing. Um, I don't feel as rushed and, um, you know, I'm, you know, I love going to the gym. I do, but at the same time, I don't necessarily love seeing lots of people when I'm in the gym. I like to go to the gym. I like to train, do my thing and then leave. And, um, I've got my weights in my garden so I can just train in my garden. I've got some other tools there. I've got a skipping rope. I've got like a dipping belt. I've got a TRX. Um, I've got something called a power wave, which is similar to a Bulgarian bag. Um, I've got resistant bands and um, different sorts of power bands. So in terms of training, that's not a problem. That's easy. Um, I'm, I'm self-motivated. Well, to be honest with you, I would say self-driven, not even motivated. I'll get into that another time. Um, so yeah, I am great. <laughs> uh, as for how long I feel this will go on for, that's just, I don't know, like my my personal thought on it. And, and I don't even know, to be honest with you. Because I'm not, I'm not really gluing to the TV and looking too much into media to see what's going on. I'm, I'm, you know, if there's any new updates, if a letter comes through the post, and the lock lockdown is going to be more stringent, 
then okay there's something I need to bear in mind but other than that I'm just I'm just kind of getting on with my life really you know (laughs) that is it you know I'm, I'm hearing different things like there could be a possibility that it might be another uh few months you know my daughter is being home tutored at the moment so the schools are kind of suggesting how the parents are to work with the kids and are even trying to plan ahead in suggesting that there might not be a return until after the year is finished um the school year is finished so you know i'm i'm prepared for that so you know, it could be past September. Yeah, you know, there's people who are saying it might be until the new year. I don't know. I have no idea. But in the meantime, I'm just keeping busy and planning for a <laughs> a lifetime lockdown. <laughs> I have no idea what how long it's going to be. Um, and I haven't really thought too much on that. I think thinking on that might be a stressful thing and if you don't think about it and you kind of work around it as if this is your new reality then you might be a bit better for it. Okay so the next question is I see many men topless but none have an amazing chest like yours. You have an all-round fullness so what is it you're doing that's different or what are they not doing? Um, okay, okay. You know what? I really think it's just down to genetics in all fairness. I mean, I, I know that my chest has improved over the years and um, what has worked for me is making sure that I'm trying to vary the type of exercises that I'm doing. There's some guys who primarily focus on doing lots of decline exercises because decline is a lot easier to do. If you don't do incline, then unfortunately, you're not really going to get much of a, a shelf on your chest, you know, that upper part of your pecs. But even those that are doing a varied amount of chest exercises they might just have poor genetics unfortunately and I shouldn't even say poor genetics it's just different genetics but I've seen some people who were small and then they've become massive but their chest is still small like that and I can see from the previous photo when they were smaller that it's their genetics and that is the reason why. So it's like they've got a bigger chest but they don't have that fullness because their genetics won't allow them to have that. They'll have like a, maybe a um, a bit a bit of a fullness but with a kind of uh, a smaller shape to it because <laughs> that's their genes. Like they can't change that unfortunately. So I think for me it was probably genetics which has worked in my favour and just varying the different exercises that I do um, to work to my chest's full capacity. The next question is, how do you manage to keep your fat percentage low? Do you take any supplements? 
Okay, so um, I think the main thing for me is what is called metabolic flexibility. And the thing for me is if I feel I don't deserve to eat a certain amount of food, then I won't. <laughs> so this whole lockdown process, for instance, many people are going to put on weight because they're eating due to appetite and not because they are hungry. So they have an appetite for something, they eat it. They're bored, they'll eat it. They're not really thinking to themselves, am I utilizing enough energy to qualify to eat that food? Whereas for me, I do that, whether I'm in the gym or I'm at home. So if there are days when I might not be as active, then I will selectively choose less carbohydrate rich foods or I will just eat a smaller portion of foods because I'm not training that much. I'm not, I haven't been as active. So I, I tend to balance it that way as the, the, the key point to my nutrition. And, or should I say, sorry, my calorie or macro intake. And another thing which works for me is intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is, it's been incredible. Like I've, I've been lean for pretty much all of my life because I've been very active a lot of the time from when I was sprinting to weight training. But um, the moment I started intermittent fasting uh, and eating in within a certain window, I realized that I started to look even tighter. Like my, my, wow, it's like my body's just starting to look tighter and tighter. And even if I decide to be a bit more loose on my diet and I'm eating more sin food, as I would call it, um, or cheat meals, as people would say, my body will still respond very well because of the eating window. There's a lot which I've read to do with intermittent fasting where if you eat the same, if you was to eat crap food for the entire day, but you continue to eat the crap food, but you condense it, condensed it in a smaller eating window, your body will respond extremely well in comparison. So if you are eating well and you compress the window and you're training, <laughs> it's in it's inevitable. You're going to you're going to keep the abs, you know, you're gonna have a low body fat percentage. And um with intermittent fasting, although at certain points your testosterone might drop, the moment you do eat, your testosterone will just go through the roof. And uh, during this time when you are fasting, your growth hormone actually raises an exponential rate and growth hormone itself as well helps to reduce body fat. So, you know, if, if you're if if your growth hormone is is quite low, then this is something that will help. I, I've read that it can increase by up to two thousand percent. So I don't know if my growth hormone is like that, but you know, all I know is it's incredible. I, I'll I'll find myself eating a couple of times a day, 
training and looking at myself in the mirror, I'm like, damn, like I'm not losing any size and I'm holding on to all this muscle. And I, I'm in fact looking a lot leaner. And it just amazes me. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. And many of my clients, which I'm working with as well, obviously they can see the results which I'm getting. And the moment which I've put them on an intermittent fast, obviously with the right nutrition, the right, the right types of foods suitable for their body type, they've started to achieve amazing results as well. Um, Another thing which does work is is the right type of supplements as well. Um, you can achieve a great body with just food. However, if you are training regular, then sometimes you need a bit more nutrition from supplementation. But diet is paramount. You need to focus on eating a nutritional balanced diet and then you have the supplementation on top of it. So for me, recently, I would say within the last couple of months, I had introduced digestive enzymes into my diet. And that has helped me a great deal, especially when I'm eating steaks <laughs> and um, or any kind of meat, any kind of meat. Like if I have lamb or chicken, um, not so much fish. Uh, fish is more easily digested by my body, but if I have any lamb or chicken or beef, then I'll have mass zymes, digestive enzymes, and that will actually allow my body to absorb the protein a lot more, which means um, higher protein synthesis and better absorption and faster recovery more building blocks for the muscle and more growth. So the more growth, more muscle growth I have, the more lean mass I'll have and the more fat burning muscle I will have. So what you will notice is a lot of people that have a lot more muscle, they tend to be lean all the time. So the way I see it is the more effort you put in building muscle itself, the more natural fat burning muscle you have. So it's like putting lots of money in the bank. The muscle is your money and the fat burning is your interest. So get lots of money and you'll get lots of interest. Next question, what is the safest way to get rid of body fat? And do you have an equipment free workout plan to do so? Okay. The safest way to get rid of body fat is to really just to clean up your diet. If you are not really losing that much body fat, sometimes it's a case where you're just eating the wrong types of foods. The only time I've actually measured food myself was when I was competing. Um, it was the first time I had been on the stage and I got myself a coach and the coach said to me, in order for me to lose body fat, then we need to make sure that you are in a deficit and eating fewer calories than what my maintenance amount was. So obviously you have a maintenance amount of calories which you can consume every single day and your body will not change. And then if you eat slightly under that, it is known as a deficit. So with that, you will 
undoubtedly lose body fat every day. But the thing is, for most people, they don't like the idea of sitting there measuring stuff. And I think for most people, it's not too practical either. People just want to live their life. Nobody wants to go into the kitchen and then pull out scales and they're weighing everything. They just want to eat. <laughs> they just want to eat food. So I done that for the stage and then I kept it up after for a little bit, but then I felt that I didn't really want to live that sort of life. And then I realized that all I needed to do was to make sure that I was eating nutrient dense foods. If you eat foods which your body is not going to agree with, then your body is almost going to find it challenging to utilize it as energy. And if that's the case, then your body will just stick it on you for, for fat. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of the time it comes in the form of different types of uh, carbohydrates or different types of um, hydrogenated fats and more so to do with like takeaways or um, processed type of foods. So keeping away from processed foods and keeping your foods more kind of um, whole, more whole foods, more vegetables, more fibrous and um, the right type of supplementation potentially, then your body will respond very well to the foods that you eat because they're whole. They don't have any kind of dodgy chemicals in there confusing your body or creating inflammations. What tends to happen a lot of the time is if you eat certain foods that your body becomes inflamed from, then you, you will respond by eating lots of food. So your, your body sees it as we are under attack. We need to consume lots of food because we may be, uh, we may be in a, in a disastrous situation where we might not be able to eat again. So it's, it's an inflammatory response. It's a, it's a, a fight or flight. It's an emergency response. Let's just eat. And then what tends to happen is you, you don't, you don't look for nutritional stuff. Your body just cares about, we need to eat to survive. So let's eat the most calorific amount as we can find. And that normally is linked to processed foods because they're, they're, they're nutrient deficient, but very calorie dense. So to help yourself, you probably would need to eat more nutrient dense foods and um, do some, some exercise as well. Exercise frequently. Um, what some people tend to do is they decide to get into exercising and they do the most vigorous exercises possible because they're desperate to lose the body fat. And then they they just, they fall off the wagon quickly because they've thrown themselves right in the deep end when they should have just taken it easy, in all fairness. I do have many clients that I've worked with who have lost a heavy amount of body fat, but the way we've approached it was step by step. So I've looked into the type of foods that they've been eating and 
rather than being really aggressive with the diet, I've just taken a very small systematic approach um, with them in their personality and what type of foods they're eating and what kind of foods would, would work for them. Um, in terms of training, there are some there are loads of different home exercises, many, many, but I don't have a workout plan, which um, like um, an ebook or anything like that. I do have a few, I do have some ebooks which are on getting lean and staying lean, and that is my ebook, Get Lean, Stay Lean, and I have another one called Ultra Mass, which is for people who want to put on weight, but unfortunately that is the, the types of exercises which is on there are for people that are in the gym. Um, the diet still relevant because it's really just down to um, macronutrients. So that, that stringent diet can be followed. However, the training is very gym orientated. But with, with my clients that I'm working with at the moment, I am providing them uh, home workouts and they're pretty simple to be honest with you again it's not something that is like mad aggressive and it's simple equipment that you can easily buy online if you are interested in online training just shoot me an email at snipesfitness at gmail.com and let's have a conversation okay next question is how can I keep myself motivated to train every week? To train every week. To train every week. So there's some weeks when you don't train at all. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um. Wow. To be honest with you, I, I think I've mentioned this a few times on my social media that motivation is, I don't know, it's, it's a blessing if you can get motivated to do stuff. And sometimes, well, many times I've been to the gym and I've trained with no motivation. It's because I don't have somebody that can sit inside my body and control it for me and go to the gym and train. I know that I have to do it. And another thing is if I want to indulge and have certain foods, then I need to be able to know that I can work off some of that garbage that I've had to eat. Um, I don't know. Like, I think one thing that can help is maybe you can measure your body and check your progress on a regular basis. Obviously, knowing that you're getting some progress could motivate you to continue working. Um, or it could demotivate you if you don't see the results that you want, but then it will be down to you. If there's no results, it's because you're not working hard enough. So it really depends on how that works for you. Um, another thing you can do is perhaps use social media as your accountability. I tend to do that myself. I will take lots of topless pics and even like there are times when I'm like, oh damn, I don't really feel on point right now. Um, you know, I'd like sleep might have been off slightly and my body is just kind of not really where it needs to be. But it's like I've, I've put myself in that position where I just say, well, that's just tough. You need to sort your stuff out. 
and um, you know, stop being a crybaby and just get to work. So that can possibly work. Um, what could also work is maybe some morning rituals. Um, I have morning rituals um, that might help you to create some good habits. Habits come from something which you do over repetition. So with morning rituals and you've got it written down, you can look at that and it can, you know, remind you certain things that you need to do on a regular basis. And if it's all tied in to fitness, that could be part of your regime that you follow every day and that could keep you motivated to want to train every week. Um maybe write down as many things as why it's important to you. You know, like sometimes we do things unconsciously and then because it's unconscious and we at some point think to ourselves, why am I doing this? And we don't have a conscious reason, we can easily just fall off. So maybe write down as many as you can to give you a reason as to why it's important. Like, um, like you want to improve your health um, or you want to inspire other people. Um, I don't know, like, um, like people who look healthy get a ton of respect because you can see that they respect themselves just by the way that they look. So you could be that person who looks respectful because, you know, you're, you're healthy and you're taking care of yourself. So that could be another reason. Um, yeah, just see it as a way that you you owe this respect to yourself. Perhaps you can watch some training videos or motivational videos. Um, there, there was a time when I would watch these on a regular basis. I remember when I used to train in, um, well, I used to PT in, um, in a gym, which was pretty far from my house. And when I was on the train or the, the underground, I would watch motivational videos before I got to the gym. So, you know, I'll train my clients and then I'd be all amped up remembering certain videos that I'd watch. So perhaps something like that could work for you. I would say don't do it to get girls or don't use that as a motivation or or guys if you're a female because well when you get in a relationship then you might just get fat I mean that motivation is then gone because that was your primary motive so that could be one of them but I would suggest have a multitude of them just to keep it more solid gives a bit more framework to something that will keep you, you know, driven. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, have an affirmations board, perhaps. Um, it's something that you can read every single day that will give you some positive energy because it is all about energy, really. Motivation is is energy which people want to get. It's, it's that live, that, that energetic force, that frequency, that vibration. So, um, loads of different affirmations that can get you going. Um, but yeah, just understand that, you know, if you, if you can be healthy in a world which is filled with so much sickness, you are actually fortunate. 
So don't wait on motivation. Mainly be driven because you have an option to do it. Next question is, how many crunches does it take to get those chiseled abs? <laughs> how many crunches? I, yeah, it's, it's not down to crunches. I mean, crunches are cool and it's, it's a nice type of exercise to incorporate with other ab exercises. But ultimately, if you have a lot of fat tissue covering your abdomen, then your goal really is to focus on trying to get rid of the fat because everybody has the muscles underneath. As much as people might think that they don't have any, it, it is most likely a case where they've just got a, a large layer of fat which is covering it. <clears throat> So it's mainly about the types of foods that you are eating or being in a calorie controlled diet. Next question is, uh, let's have a look. How to clear back pain? Well, I would say that many people have different reasons as to why they got back pain and yeah, there's, there's not going to be a one-size-fits-all approach. Um, some people, it could be a case of where they have a sedentary lifestyle. So if you are not really moving that much, then eventually what happens is your muscles start to kind of seize up and become stiff. And because it becomes stiff and you're not moving that much, um, your muscles become tight and the moment you you try to move because of that tightness it becomes a bit of a problem so a lot of people tend to go to uh, physiotherapists or for a sports massage or um, a deep tissue massage where they can just really break down the knots so that they are a bit more supple and have a lot more agility so that, that's what tends to happen if you are seated a lot. Let's say, for instance, you're sitting at a desk a lot of the time or you spend perhaps hours around the TV. Um, but yeah, sitting not really mobile can create that, that sort of issue. Or people who do lots of resistance training and they don't really go for massages that often. So their, their muscles are being worked and worked and worked, but then it just gets tighter and tighter because they're not breaking down the, um, the, the muscles that is being worked. They haven't really stretched it and uh, elongated those muscles again. So it then starts to seize up and that also can create back pain. Um, I know that if you have never really worked your transverse muscle. So that's the muscles surrounding your internal organs. This, this belt that wraps around the whole of your midsection can become a bit weak and you can be very prone to lower back pain as well. So strengthening your core by doing lots of uh, compound lifts, compound exercises, Deadlifts, squats, military press, bench press, dips, pull-ups, those types of exercises, 
that can help to strengthen your um, your lower back or your core or transverse muscle. So that's that's another thing. Some people have like a, a shooting pain. I remember I had a client, he had a shooting pain. And um, when he got to, when he got, when he went to get it checked out, he realized that he had uh, sciatica, which is like an, an, an irritation of the sciatic nerve, which runs from your hips to your feet, um, but can work its way up your back. And uh, yeah, it's pretty serious. Um, you know, it can get really serious. In some cases, it, it can be uh, treated if you, you know, speak to your GP or something. Um, that's a general practitioner for those who are not from UK. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm no physician, so I, I couldn't tell you all the reasons for back pain. Um, it might be best to have it checked out by an expert. Um, you know, you might even need to see a, a chiropractor that would work with your spine. You might need a, some sort of spinal manipulation. Um, it could be an issue from the top part of your back all the way down to the bottom, but they, they can put you underneath an x-ray and they can check to see if there's any air pockets which is um, which needs to be released. Um, causing an, an issue with a nerve and then they can work with it from there so that's a, another thing um, so yeah it, it could be osteoarthritis I remember I had um, I went to see a chiropractor and they said if I'm not careful if I continue doing certain types of exercises and if I don't can if I don't get um, massages on a regular basis then I could end up with osteoarthritis and um, it's it's another type of arthritis it's it's a type of disease which is in the joints and obviously looking at your spine you have a lot of joints there so people do get osteoarthritis in the back so um, it's something worth looking into and if you're in the early stages of that you can help to avoid it from progressing into something serious okay so the final question is what do you eat to get fit for me personally i focus on eating foods which i know is going to serve me a purpose so my understanding of food is it is information Everything you eat has information in it. And some of them has useful information and some of them don't. So I understand with myself that if I'm going to eat certain foods, I'm going to be providing my body a certain type of nutrition. And I'm very mindful when it comes to picking certain foods because they all serve a purpose and only that purpose. Some things are not going to be available from some other foods. So for me, it's very important to make sure I have it on a weekly basis. And then there are certain foods which don't really fall in that category of like nutritional benefit. And I know that it's just something which is palatable. Now, these type of foods, I, I kind of calculate it in 
my time when I want to eat what I call sin food. And I think to myself, all right, if I have this, this is going to create some damage. And what am I going to do to mitigate the damage which has been created here? And some foods create a bit more, I would say, chronic damage than others. And some of them, I just feel it a lot more. I know, for instance, if I eat peanut butter that I don't have an allergic reaction, but I do have an intolerance uh, to peanut butter. And to me, it just it's a luxury, but I'm aware that it contains lectins in there and it affects me. I, I get extreme bloating and I feel very uncomfortable and it, it stays there for hours and uh, sometimes it goes through to the next day. It's really about listening to your body. Like if you eat certain foods and you feel unhappy afterwards, then <laughs> your gut is speaking to you. If you eat certain foods and you are extremely gassy, again, that food is speaking to you. If you eat that food and you feel somehow this, this, exuberance, this vibrance, just kind of happiness, you need to question what is in this food that is causing me to feel this way. So I'm very much in touch with my body, very in tune with the way I feel when I eat certain things. And I question everything that I consume, whether it be good or bad, I need to understand why I'm eating it in the first place. So when I make that decision, then I can make a decision that I want to be really fit because I know what information from what foods I am eating. I've also done lots of different tests to understand genetically what works best with my body. I've done a microbiome test to understand what type of microbes I have in my body and how they respond best, what types of foods are superfoods to my microbiome as well. So when I do certain practices, I know I feel a certain way. And when you're very in tune this way, it's a lot easier to be fit. I think the first time I went to the gym and I didn't really understand all of the exercises that was available, I was just experimenting. It's a lot harder to understand what is going to work because you're you're kind of learning, you know, you're 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 starting to just pick up things that might work and what might not work. But I've been training for over 26 years now. So I'm very in tune with my body and it's a lot easier to understand what is going to keep me fit. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. Any guests which I have on the show really provide some golden nuggets and useful life-changing tips. So always feel free to check out their social media platforms or website links, which will be written in the show notes. These shows are financed by my sponsors, so your contributions are always greatly appreciated. Any clickable links with discount codes will not only provide you with the best services, but will help out the podcast too. So thank you. If you do like the Roger Snipe Show podcasts, then why not give it a review? 
a five star would be awesome. But some great feedback on what you liked about the show or what you would have liked to hear would be helpful too. Until next time.